Welcome to episode 26 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. Quiet quitting is a phrase that's coined by the corporate world to describe an employee that's still performing their duties, but they are no longer embracing the culture of the company. In this episode, we are going to unpack quiet quitting inside of our own families. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. So quiet quitting may be coined by the corporate world, but it really describes what's happening in the relationships with inside our families. Kids are quitting parents. Parents are quitting kids. You're not outright quitting, but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond in your relationship. Now, other people might be quitting on us. Other people that we love, other people that we care for are quitting on us. Maybe they show up, but they're not really there. Maybe they don't like our ideas. Maybe they don't like to chat with us anymore. Maybe they don't like receiving text from us anymore. Maybe they don't answer the phone. Or we quit on them. It's like they're just too much. I can't handle their mistakes anymore. I can't handle their attitudes anymore. Or maybe we even quit on ourselves. We quit on the idea of having a relationship with ourselves because it's just too painful to take a look inward, to take a look at ourselves and understand what is going on in our bodies, what is going on in our minds. You know, quiet quitting is happening every day in our relationships. It means that you stop exerting that energy, the emotion, or the investment in the future that you previously put into the relationship. And of course, this is normal when you're transitioning over to an empty nester and you're confused by it. You don't understand it. Of course, we're not going to exert as much energy in raising our kids as they move out of the home. But we still can have an investment in the future. We still can create a relationship that is special to us. We can still have a different kind of relationship with our kids. We don't need to quiet quit them. So let's just talk about some of the behaviors that we see with quiet quitting. We stop communicating or they stop communicating. 
they seem uninterested or we're just uninterested in what's going on with them. They limit their time with us or we limit our time with them. We go into our fight or flight mode. It kicks in and we're either fighting them or we're avoiding them. This is normal when we're having conflict. This is what our habit brain tells us to do. And this is why we need to pay attention to all the reasons why we might be quiet quitting. So what are some of the reasons that we quiet quit? Well, there's always that change in values. Maybe your kids grew up and they don't have the same values as you do. Maybe they don't like your values. As they grow up and, and they create their own individual self, they don't like who you are. Maybe it's a lack of communication. I believe that this was a, a big component of my relationship with my kids early on, really suffering, is there was this lack of communication when they went away. And in part, it was because I didn't understand. I didn't understand what they were going through. They had joined the military. They were out there enjoying life. They were meeting new people. And there really was this lack of communication. And part of it was because I was just feeling extremely stressed by the relationship. So I was really self-focused. I was focused in on my own beliefs. I was focused in on my own hurts, my own pain, my own learning, and I wasn't really communicating with them. I wasn't asking them questions about what was going on in their life. Another one that I experienced was unfair expectations. I had these expectations, even though I didn't consciously think about them. I had these expectations subconsciously of how things were going to look when they became adults. They didn't look that way at all. They moved away. They weren't coming home. Christmas is alone. Thanksgiving's alone. Mother's Day alone. I had these unfair expectations that they would all come flooding back and we would have some family time. Negative opinions definitely affect families. Negative opinions about what you believe in, or what your children believe in. This creates some quiet quitting. We don't have anything nice to say, so we don't say anything at all. Just a poor relationship, poor relationship with our kids. We don't know how to transition over. Nobody warns us about this. We have no idea it's coming. All we have is our expectations. And what we're left with is kind of this poor communication, and poor relationship with our kids when they move away from home. Feeling unworthy. This can happen with your kids. It can also happen with you. When we feel unworthy, like we are heartbroken, we, are, we feel neglected, we feel a lack of respect, we're feeling all kinds of emotions. So what do we do? We quiet quit. That fight or flight kicks in. We either try to defend ourselves by arguing with them or by laying down the rules or by guilting them into, you know, coming home or calling more often. Or we quiet quit on ourselves. 
refusing to feel what we want to feel or need to feel. We quiet quit on ourselves when we feel unworthy because we're avoiding it. We're avoiding all of those emotions. We don't understand them. Again, no one warned us that this was going to happen. And let's just talk about a lack of respect. When our kids don't respect us, then this just causes us again for that fight or flight response. Maybe we're trying to people please them, trying to fawn. We're trying to make sure that they respect us. So we're doing all the things that we think that they want without actually communicating with them. And we develop this lack of respect. They can't respect us because of how we're acting. We can't respect them because of how they're acting towards us. Maybe we're just feeling judged. And that quiet quitting where we don't quite understand what's happening, we start looking for evidence that we're being judged or we look for evidence that we're being hurt. We're looking for that evidence in life of all the things that are going wrong. That is part of the quiet quitting, where you just don't buy into the relationship anymore. You just don't feel like you have a good relationship and you don't even know what to do about it. So really, quiet quitting is a 50-50 problem. This isn't just mom's fault. This just isn't your child's fault. This is a 50-50 problem. And the reason I know this is I've been on both sides of this equation. I did some quiet quitting early on with my parents. Several times, I would disappear. I would go quiet because I didn't like what they had to say. I didn't like their opinions. I, I felt judged by them. And then I experienced quiet quitting with my own kids. And believe me, I thought that I was prepared for it. I thought I would know the signs. I thought because I had been through it myself that I wouldn't possibly allow myself to go through it with my own kids. But that just wasn't true. This is a 50-50 problem in a relationship. The only way to get out of the quiet quitting is when one side decides to take 100% responsibility in resolving it. That is the only way. Both parties are probably not going to take responsibility in this quiet quitting. So how can you be responsible when you find yourself wanting to quit on them or quit on yourself? Well, the first thing to do is to be vulnerable. Just be vulnerable with yourself and maybe even be vulnerable with them. Let them know how you're feeling, but without judgment. Create a little active listening. We listen so that we can respond or we can reply, but we need to listen in order to hear what they're saying. Manage your own expectations. Write it down. Journal about it. Understand what your expectations are and understand if they're even real or not. Because most of the time, they're not real. If you think that you want things just the way that they used to be, that is not a realistic expectation. 
you can create a new relationship with your kids. It doesn't have to be the old one. Play it out. Play out your expectations to see if they're real. The other way that we can respond and be responsible for quiet quitting is to allow their feelings. Allow them to feel the way that they want to feel. Also allow ourselves to feel the way that we want to feel. If we feel terrible, it's understandable. Normalize your feelings. Normalize the feelings of others. Show them that you value them and build trust with your kids. We do this by not giving our advice. We do this by more of a, instead of an advisory, we actually encourage them. We give them encouragement. We ask them open-ended questions when they have a problem. Like we validate their feelings. We say, wow, I can remember when I went through that. What are you going to do? It builds this trust because they say, oh, she believes that I'm doing the right thing or that I know how to fix this. We have to show them that we value them. We value their opinions, even if we don't agree with them. And I'm not saying that we say to them, hey, I agree with everything that you're saying, because I certainly don't. But if they want to do them, allow them to do them. You don't necessarily have to like it, but you can value the fact that they are being responsible for themselves and they are making their own decisions. They have their own autonomy. They have their own backs to be able to do what they want to do. This, my friend, builds trust and it encourages that open communication with your kids. So how do you know when you feel so terrible? How do you know when to do this when you feel terrible? You feel lost. Your kids are not talking to you as much. Your kids are just rolling their eyes at you, getting frustrated with you, not answering the phone, not answering text. Well, the first thing you have to do is manage your own thoughts about this. You can't do this any other way. You have to stop the catastrophizing that's going on in your brain. That moment when something is said or a mistake is made and all of a sudden you hold it in, you avoid it or you react to it. And then your brain gets going and you have all these thoughts about it. Most of them are not true. Most of them you don't need to have. Continue to reach out to them. Don't make it mean that something is wrong with you. It doesn't need to be a huge reach out. You can simply text them once in a while. Instead of doing that quiet quitting, do quiet quality. Let them know when you're proud of them. Let them know that they're making the right decisions. Look for opportunities to value them. Let's do that quiet quality. This might be the season that makes your relationship stronger 
There might be a reason that this is happening for you instead of to you. Be authentic. Don't confuse this quiet quality with people pleasing. Be authentic with yourself. You don't need to react to everything. It, it's not in your best interest. When we react, we not only push them away and we quit on them, but we also push ourselves away. We shut down. We have shame. We have guilt. Quiet quality also means being responsible for the entire relationship. Examine your own expectations of the relationship. Be willing to fail with them and get right back up and try something different. Not everything is going to work with your kids because we're all different people. We all have different likes and different dislikes. Be willing to fail and say, okay, that didn't work. Make a mental note of it and then ask yourself what's next. Quiet quality is providing quality space. Allow that space for your own feelings and your own opinions and allow space for theirs. It's okay if they express their feelings or their opinions that you don't necessarily agree with. It doesn't mean that you need to cut them off and say you shouldn't feel that way. Validate the fact that they feel emotional. Say, you must be really frustrated right now, and I really appreciate the fact that you put yourself on a limb and you're sharing this with me. You're not agreeing to it when you say that. Quiet quality. When do you give up? When do you give up on all of this? Well, not until you've done all these things, in my opinion. And you feel at peace, letting go. And that's no easy task when it comes to your kids. I wouldn't suggest giving up until you have done everything that you can possibly do to create a better relationship with them. So I want you this week to go out and look at all the different ways that you're quiet quitting on your family, on yourself. And then how can I give myself and my family that quality, that quiet quality, that calmness, that acceptance, that relationship. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.